welcome to the Dadcast. On today's show, we'll be talking about fake news books, we'll be discussing some dad hacks, and also some buggy hell. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Hello and welcome to the Dadcast. It's been a good few months, Mr Perkins. How the devil are you? I'm really well, thanks. Yeah, it's been a little while. I guess this is now season three or series three, depending on what side of the Atlantic you live. It seems like our children have changed an awful lot, even since doing that best of show at the beginning of the year. Yeah, time flies. And as, you know, a few months in a child's life, they change so much uh, in the in the sort of language and movement and just everything, really. How's Tilly doing? She's really good. She's 20 months old now and she has changed so much. She now walks around singing songs from Annie the Musical <laughs> and dancing to Agadoo. That's what she does most of the time. How about yours? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're good. Yeah, yeah. Phoebe is now five and a half and Georgia is two and a half. And recently they've been doing an impression of the shaman from the Mighty Boosh when he says, I'm going to turn my back on you. <laughs> Let that be a lesson. <laughs> Hello. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Perky and Man Dadcast. Dad hacks. We, uh, we, we started the first series with this and we did a few. We've let it drift. We're going to bring it back, at least for this week. And I think this is a dad hack that um, has been happening without me realising that it's a dad hack. And I think it probably happens with most families. But essentially, I read a lot to the girls, Uh but what's happening is Phoebe has started to read to Georgia. Nice. So Georgia goes, Phoebe, can you read a book? And Phoebe, who is learning to read and can read, but cannot necessarily read some of the books that she is choosing, (laughs) just opens the book and with complete confidence reads the book, albeit she explains what's on the, the pictures. Um, and picks out the odd word. And then Georgia will read the book back to her and Phoebe will teach her. <laughs> it's bizarre because I've kind of drifted into the front room or the bedroom and every so often they'll just be reading to each other. You know, one moment they're trying to murder each other. Then the other moment, there's sort of there's a little bit of literacy going on. It's funny because uh, last week we were reading her book at night. You know, every night she reads a book, uh, then we go to bed and I read a couple of books to them. And then she was reading the book and uh, Georgia was just mucking about a bit. And Phoebe turned to me and she said, can I read my book again? (laughs) (laughs) As if it was like, well, we haven't really got anything else to do. So I just might as well read again. Well, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Cracking. You know, she, she I mean, it's great. It's the best thing. It's the best uh, thing that can happen that she wants to read. Yeah. But yeah, reading to each other. As I said, it probably happens in most households, but I think... There's a dad hack there. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if that can be somehow encouraged and bottled, then uh, that will save dads lots of time. We've got a similar yeah. thing that we're hoping for. It's a very long-term thing, this. There's a brush and a little dustpan kind of combo thing in the kitchen that just stands there. And there's loads of things that Tilly is not allowed to touch. But this dustpan and brush, she often gets. And if there's anything on the floor, she will go over and she'll get the brush and she'll make an attempt at sweeping up. We don't tell her not to use the brush because we want to sort of encourage this so that one day she will do all of our cleaning chores for us. And then I think that is great. <laughs> and some of the other day I was hoovering <laughs> and she was really keen to come over and it was like, 
yep, I'm going to show you how to do this. I'm going to make sure that you don't get scared of hoovers, that you love doing the hoovering, and hopefully one day you'll be doing all of those chores for us. That'll be, that'll be brilliant. If you want them to do something, you do it, and then they'll want to do it themselves. Yeah, you can't so, tell you them know, to do it. You can't tell no, them. No. By you going, no, no, I want to do the cleaning. I want to do the sweeping up and whatever. They'll be like, no, no, I want to do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, the other dad hack um, I've got, I don't know if it's a dad hack particularly, but it's just something that we've kind of discovered over a couple of weeks of nightmare. Um, Tilly used to always love the bath. I don't know if your, your kids ever went through a phase of not liking the bath. No, they've, all, no, they've, always, they've, always, they've always enjoyed it, yeah. Well, she used to love it and then absolutely hated it and she'd be grabbing her toys and chucking them out the bath trying to climb out the bath screaming just bizarrely just screaming like a banshee almost and we tried more toys and that made it even worse and then one day I can't remember if it was a bit of advice someone told us. They said, you know, what does she like doing? And one thing she loves doing is colouring in. So they were like, get some bath crayons. And so we cleared everything else out of the bath. And she just loves colouring in on the bath. She has colours on the bath. And she, I'm, I'm washing her hair and all the suds are going in her eyes. And she's like, doesn't care as long as she's got the bath crayons to scribble on things and to scribble on herself. Dadcast UK endorse... Is there a certain make? Are they Crayola? Oh, no. Are they the big boys? These ones were just the ones that cost the cheapest on Amazon. I think about £2.50. So, <laughs> whichever so bath crayons. Da- Dadcast UK endorse the cheap bath crayons <laughs> on Amazon. <laughs> and they fall apart and they break, but they're only 2 so you can buy another set next week. <laughs> I love it. Your baby may be at risk if you follow any advice given by Perky or Man. I've got a question, actually, This that I would like advice for. And this may be something that you have some good advice for, Richard, or maybe something that the listeners could maybe give me some advice about. Tilly's got to that age that she doesn't want to be in her buggy anymore and she wants mm. to walk everywhere. So if you go to put her in a buggy, she's going, walk, walk, walk. And it's like, yeah, it's not practical because walking takes hours with her. <laughs> um, but... Did you find anything that you could do? Because we don't want to just keep giving her snacks and stuff. What, to keep her in the buggy, you to mean? To kind of, like, to, yeah, to encourage right. her to stay in her buggy. No, I'm... Qu- okay, so this is this is where I'm a bit militant, actually, about, about things. Oh, right, um, okay. Well, I'll tell you the reason. An extra bungee had, strap just across the and We had a bugaboo, and, and the bugaboo is quite... Well, it's like any buggy, whatever. It's They're not that small. And we live in a, in a Victorian terrace. So our hallway is taken up by the buggy, and it just annoyed me that every time we went into the hall it was there unless you put it in the you know the the dining room and then it was just in the dining room so when phoebe was a year and a half she stopped using it and we just put it away okay and she walked everywhere and then obviously we had georgia and georgia used it year and a half no probably a bit more than a year and a half maybe about two we just put it away and we, because we just wanted to get rid of it in, in terms of space. Yeah. So put it in the loft. And she just walks everywhere or runs everywhere. It's good to get her up and out uh, and, and using a lot of energy as well. Practically, it gets rid of the buggy. We don't have to use it. And I just feel a lot more freer. But, you know, we've got used to it. And in a way, when you go past a, a, a stage, you can't go back. Yeah. So the thought of putting her in a, a pushchair, she must have been about two, maybe a bit, maybe even earlier than that. We've not had the buggy for months and months and months. Oh, that's good. So um, in a couple of months for us, it'll, because when we've taken her out, we've got reins as well, and we, we take her out for a walk sometimes if we've got a bit more time. But she's obsessed with walls. She'll just look at walls 
or she'll pick up dandelions or she'll just like like stones on people's driveways and sort of like she's yeah, walking yeah. driveways have a little yeah. walk around so so that's good so in in a few more months then she'll be more up for just kind of like going where we wanted to go Definitely, but I would I would really encourage you to kind of put it away as soon as you can. Okay. Because you know if if she doesn't want to be in it, don't make her be in it. Well, much better than her just wanting to stay in there. You know, that, that'd be the worst thing. That would be. But you've obviously got an inquisitive, active, healthy child. You know, picking up stones and picking up feathers or whatever. G- girls constantly pick up stuff. <laughs> you know, constantly picking up stuff. But I'd much rather be, be inquisitive. You know, than just they wanted to down. sit in a so in a, in a chair. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, speaking of buggies, this leads nicely onto uh, a daddy dilemma that I've got. All right, yeah. yeah. If you'd indulge me in my daddy's dilemma. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, let's go for it. Could you just Im- improvise a jingle for Daddy Dilemma for us, Rich? Dad, oh, actually, I've, have I got a, um, I've got a guitar in here. Have you? Yeah. Go for right, it, so, go ahead. Okay, okay. Well, uh, uh, choose a chord, Perky, choose a chord. Uh, Z. Choose a chord. <laughs> I'm not musical, <laughs> right, okay. you know me, Richard. D. Daddy Dilemma It's the part of the show. There you go. <laughs> I love it. That's brilliant. I've got to think of a daddy right. dilemma every week just to get you to sing a jingle. That's great. To sing a jingle. <laughs> now, this is kind of like a moral question, really. Um, we bought last year... So, basically, we've got the big eye candy cherry buggy, the one with the big wheels that kind of yeah, fold. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, the one, yeah, and it's got the big... That's a cool thing, isn't it? Eye candy. It's kind of a cool... It's a trendy... Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's like part of the kind of... Um, transportation system so you yeah, can put yeah. your car seat on it and you anyway so yeah, it's good, quite it's big good. and bulky right so last yeah. uh, autumn we went away last october we went away to malta and we wanted a lightweight foldable buggy so we went on ebay or gumtree or somewhere and we bought a buggy it was a mama's and papa's buggy and we bought it for 20 pounds right went and picked wow. it up yeah so it's a good yeah, cheap yeah. one anyway it was it was fine but it wasn't a great, it was a bit too lightweight. It worked for the trip we were doing, but we're going on a big road trip next week and we wanted something a little bit more substantial, something that has got a proper kind of like covering over the top to sort of block out any light, something where it really reclines a lot, whereas this one didn't really recline and just something a bit more sturdy. This other one was a bit kind of, a bit flimsy, right? It's a really lightweight buggy. Yeah. It's flimsy. Yeah. Anyway, so we bought one. So we, we went on eBay and we bought another one. We bought a, a McLaren XT Turbo, um, which sounds <laughs> great. When I was younger, I always imagined buying a McLaren, but it was more of a sports car. A sports than car. A, than a buggy. <laughs> Quickly, what's the turbo thing about it? I like that. Is that is that how fast you and Rach walk? Well, I don't know. The turbo part. Why is it turbo? That's got nothing to do with buggies. It's got no engines. How can I have a turbo? <laughs> it's catchy though, isn't it? It's catchy, and it, it, you, the thing is, it makes you want to buy it. It's it probably it's, just, it's a piece of the dad, doesn't it? That's the that's it, the of bit. course it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, I love it. So anyway, so what we decided to do, we we thought we'd sell this mamas and papas one that we bought for twenty quid. So yeah. Rachel took some photos, stuck it on eBay. It's been on eBay this week. It kind of the bid was going up to about twelve pounds. And then last night, in the last minute, it went from £13 to over £30. (laughs) Now, we spent £20 on it, and we've had it for six months, and now we're making a profit, and it doesn't feel right. Rachel was like, no, I'm going to give the money back. I'm going to give the money back. I was going, no, 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 it's fine. It's eBay. That's what they want to pay. Yeah. They're going to pay. It's what you see value in. What do you do? I mean, would you just take the money or would you try to give them some money back or what i mean i'm firmly in the belief of like just that's what they want to pay that's what we should take 
Yeah, I mean, it's actually a buyer's market, eBay. You know, I don't use e- eBay much, but uh, from what I do know of it, it's all about the buyer that gets the deal. And I've certainly sold things and, and just lost out. I think they're happy with it. You know, it's as simple as that. It's like, you know, one person perceives, a, a, I don't know, an artifact and, and they would put £100 on it and someone else would put 50 pence on it. It's whatever you think it is. But also, it's now vintage. <laughs> And everything's about vintage these days. It's now vintage. Right. People want throwback. They want throwback a year or two. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, that's what it's about. So tell Rach, vintage. In fact, if you'd have put that in the uh, description, you'd have probably got another tenner for it. <laughs> well, actually, I suppose as well, with that guy, like the guy that's buying it, he's probably quite happy with his deal because he, he was going to pay that and he was probably going to pay more. So actually, to even let on that we pay less is probably bad for him. It probably makes him feel lousy, like he's been screwed over or something. So it's very best not to let on and just make him think he's got a deal. I think you're fine. And what you need to do is you need to to contact him again when you want to sell anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'll sell you direct. Yeah, do you want to buy these magic beans? (laughs) The Perky and Man Dadcast, holding your hand and getting you to push through the first few years of fatherhood. Right, so we were talking about reading and books a little earlier. I've got a couple of books that are, are really great books. I'd like to say at the beginning, I love these books. I think they're fantastic stories. But but there are a couple of big errors in them. And I think there's a dilemma when you're reading a book, which I read these two last week in the evening, part of the evening routine as the girls are drifting off, hopefully, he <laughs> says, to sleep, that you then can't sort of go, oh, hang on, this is not right, because... At that time, the voices got a lovely lilt to it, hopefully quite soft, sending them to sleep. And then I see something in the book which just annoys me slightly. <laughs> Mr. Daydream by Roger Hargraves. Now, listen, I love the Mr. Men. I read them as kids. When I was a kid, I'm reading them to my children. Jack, said the teacher again, you've been daydreaming. It was true. He had. But do you know something? Turn over the page. Daydreaming is more fun than history. What? Now, (laughs) I don't think you can make a statement that daydreaming is more fun than history. How do you you sort of qualify that for a start? That's ridiculous. I've got to admit, when I was at school, history, I didn't give two hoots about. As I've got older, I'm just starting to get really, really into history. Any kind of history. Just, I just love it because if we, you know, obviously we, we, we learn from everything that's come before us. To say that it's more fun, I, I just don't know where to, I, I, to be honest, this could be a rant that went on forever because I don't quite know where to start. I yeah. guess daydreaming is fun. But that's more all we can fun say. than history. Yeah, daydreaming but, is fun, we can definitely say. And why at the end of a story that plants a seed in a young child's mind, which says, oh, well, history is obviously not very fun. Because do you know what? When I was four, my parents probably read Mr. Daydream to me. And up to then, I might have been someone who took up history. I might have been a professor in history. You might, I might have been have the next a... Mary Beard. I might have been Mary Beard, the equivalent of Mary Beard. <laughs> but, you know, my mum or dad might have said, daydreaming is more fun than history, just as I was falling to sleep. And I went to sleep with that impression, that seed planted in my mind. And then that whole evening, I let it swirl around, thinking daydreaming's more fun, but history's not. And as I woke up, little did I know that I was a changed person. And from that day onwards, I didn't want to do history. And it took me, what, 25, 30 years later 
to appreciate history. And then, then I read it to my children as they're drifting off to sleep. And um, you, who oh. knows? Who knows what's happening? I've got to undo that. Can Roger you Hargraves, sue I think the Hargreaves I, estate? The thing is, I really like these books. I really love them. I absolutely think they're fantastic. I just think that's a bizarre thing. That is and so fact, strange. I've, different times, I've read Richard. All, different times. Different times. I've read all of them. I'm on the second or third time because I'm going through them over the next few weeks. There'll be a couple of other things that I will pick up. Right. That's case number one, the Lord. <laughs> case, <laughs> case number two. Oh, Mr. Ben. Oh, no. Mr. Ben. Yeah. I, it's, it's slightly different, but it's a massive clangor. So, got a lovely book, lovely hardback book with four stories in. Story number two is the is Caveman. Caveman. Great. So, I won't. I'm just going to read a couple of quick pages. So, look. So, um, right. So, Mr. Ben, I wonder why... The, so essentially, I'm just going to paint the picture. Mr. Ben is lying down on the ground outside some caves where some cave people are looking at him with dismay. I wonder why the cave people don't lie out here. It's lovely, he thought. It wasn't long before he knew why. From a long way off came a rumbling noise. At the same time, the cave people started a shout. In the distance was a great cloud of dust coming closer and closer. The cavemen were shouting, Look out! And get out of the way! And run for it! Mr Ben jumped to his feet and raced back to the caves, just as a huge Animal thundered past. Mm-hmm. Golly, said Mr. Ben. What was that? A dinosaur, said a man. <laughs> right. Dinosaurs and people did not exist at the same time. We all know that. And there I am in the evening with my girls drifting off to sleep, teaching them, telling them a lovely story, but dropping a massive clangor that dinosaurs and people were around at the same time. Oh, Yet again, that little seed that is in seed. their brain now. But Richard, they, they... but one thing we all know is that daydreaming is more fun than history. <laughs> so if you daydream that there were dinosaurs and men at the same oh, time... Part of it doesn't matter at all. But at the same time, it's like, well, that's that never happened. It's fake um, news that you're t- teaching it's, people. Oh, it's total like, fake news. It's the same Total thing. fake news. A, a, the story that always bugs me is The Tiger Who Came to Tea. Have you read that one with the kids? Oh, many times and, and seen, seen the play as well. Uh, yeah. It's fantastic. In what? fact, you should have been in that. We, 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 we cast you in that. We <laughs> you cast, cast you in Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you could have actually, uh, to be fair, you could have done any of the roles. Um, you could, yeah, but you'd have been good in that. Do you know what? Very I, good. I was once meant to actually go on and be the tiger at the end as a kind of press <sighs> thing, as a one-off. But then it didn't happen because I can't remember what the dates were. Didn't work or whatever. Was it? It's not. Is it? All, it's not tall stories, though, is it? It's not tall stories. No. It's no. Different I'm not sure who it but, is. But as a press thing, similar. I was supposed to come on at the very end in one one like press show of it. Anyway, anyway. But in that book, again, it teaches kids complete mistruth because the tiger eats all the food in the house, drinks all of Daddy's beer, which beer, I think is yeah. mm, a bit funny. But then, crucially, it drinks, and I quote. All the water in the yes. taps. Yes, yes, yes. That I've... is not how taps work. No. And then no, she, no, can't no. Have a, she can't have a bath because the, the, the tiger's drunk all the water out of the taps. Yeah, that's <clears> just <throat> ridiculous, isn't it? But kids, just... kids go along with it. I know. The thing is, though, it kind of, it, it does get into their mind. Then you just learn rubbish, don't you? 
<laughs> we should wheedle out. Look, if you spot any mistruths in books, then do let us know. You can email us, dadcastuk at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at dadcastuk, or you can contact us on Facebook, uh, forward slash dadcastuk. Hello. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Perky and Man Dadcast. Well, it seems like we've been talking quite a lot about books today. And by chance, uh, I have actually chosen a, a QI fact. I thought we'd do another QI fact. Uh, it's, it's book related. Nice. So, uh, yes, yeah, so there's something in the air today about books. <laughs> Dr. Seuss wrote Green Eggs and Ham to win a bet with his publisher that he couldn't write a book using just 50 different words. <laughs> wow. Mm. I mean, obviously, he's done extremely well and very successful. That is what a bet, because he only not only did he win a bet, but then he published a book which has just gone on and on and on and become world famous, read by millions and millions of people. That's ridiculous. I need someone to make a bet with me because I've written a kid's book that I want to get published and I need someone to make a bet so that I can do good on that bet and publish it. Self-publish. It's a it's a picture book. I need someone to draw the pictures. Oh, so hang on. I've what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's great. It's a picture book. I just need someone to draw the pictures, though. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. No, 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 Richard. No, I'm sorry. No, I know because we've spoken about this before. It was just the way. It was just the. It was just the way you said it. It's like saying, "Look, I'm. I've got a fantastic idea for a garden. Yeah. I just need someone to go and and do the whole gardening." Yeah, yeah. I've written this great instrumental track. Uh, I just need someone to to put the music underneath it. I've done all the words for it, but. Need to do that. <laughs> oh, see, this is where I wish I could draw because I'll be like Perky. I'm, I'm there. I'm on it. I will draw it. I, I would be more than happy, but I can't draw for Duffy. I so, just can't well, draw at all. Well, thanks for the offer, anyway. <laughs> well, uh, I will. I tell you what. Oh, I'm, okay. This is the bet. If you don't get someone else to illustrate it, yep. Within the next year, yeah. Then I have to illustrate it. <laughs> That's a, that's a really rubbish bet. I'm happy to wait out for that year then, just to see what you no. uh, come up with. Actually, speaking of that, I, I got an email from uh, ASK Pizza today, or Ask Pizza. I, mean, it's, ask. I, I go ask. I go ask. Uh, and they told me that today is my half birthday. Ooh. So I've got six months until I turn 40. And something that you and I have spoken about a lot before, and maybe we'll speak about mm. it on the next episode, I've got a list of 40 things I'm trying to work my way through before I turn 40. And and one of those is going to be to get this gosh darn book published, right? Mm. I've got six yeah. months. I've got six months. Um, I've got uh, just a thing to finish on. Remember this date. If for anyone listening who has got daughters, so this is for you, Richard, this is for me, and for anyone listening who's got daughters, remember the date, November the 27th, 2019. Because that is going to be the ground zero of the rest of your life. Have you got any idea what happens on that day that's going to change everything, Richard? No, I have no idea. And I'm really intrigued. No. Everything changes after November the 27th, 2019, because that is the day that Frozen 2 is released. (laughs) Oh, man. 
Do you that's... remember a time before Let It Go? Do you remember a day when that song wasn't <laughs> being sung, being played? Oh, I think I'm going to go away on holiday somewhere uh, <laughs> for, ten uh, for, 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 for 10 years then. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, well, that is the date. Blimey. That's the date. Actually, actually, just uh, just throw this in. I've got a claim to fame. Uh, I am not named particularly, but in the Guinness Book of World Records, I am in a kind of a Frozen-themed world records. <laughs> what do you call Are it? you? I'm well, in a well, fro- yeah, world record. Yeah, I'm How? in a Frozen-themed world record um, because there was a massive broadcast frozen sing-along uh, at a festival about three or four years ago and i was yeah. part of the crowd i was drumming up a bit of support and getting people to sing along and i sang along so i'm one wow. of the many thousand that were singing let it go oh, oh well that's days. pretty good you know yeah part of part of the um part of the record you should uh, buy the uh, guinness book of records and just sign by the side of that you no, know. I just go into the bookshop and just sign all the copies. So I just sign all of them. This is my record. This is my record. <laughs> well, listen, fantastic, as always, to speak to you. Mr. Perkins, we shall be back very, very soon. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be talking about loads of things because there's loads of things that I've got written down here that we've not yet touched. And we'll also be looking at books. Uh, yet again, we'll look, we'll look at some more books that teach our kids the wrong things. Uh, maybe some more dad hacks, parental advice. And all other things, dad, child, and just people and life related, I think. Fantastic. I look forward to it. See you then, Mr. Man. Goodbye. Subscribe to the Perkin Man Dadcast on iTunes and get more of this sort of informed discussion whenever they get round to recording the next one. Get in contact by emailing dadcastuk at gmail.com, by tweeting at dadcastuk, or by visiting facebook.com forward slash dadcastuk. 